Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Playlist Podcast. I'm Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this episode, I'm joined by Rodrigo Perez, Editor-in-Chief of The Playlist. And since it's Rodrigo and I, you know what we're going to talk about, DC Studios. <laughs> so, Rodrigo, are you ready for the latest installment of our unofficial emergency DC podcast? You know what's so funny? I just kept thinking, like, we're talking about this again. And it's like, we don't, you and I don't podcast that much about, no. like, like, regular topics and stuff. And we, and so someone would, someone would, if someone was really listening and really cared, they might, there might be one version of someone that said, you guys say, claim that you don't care about this stuff, but it's the only time you ever podcast. And to that, I would say, sure. But, you know, to me anyhow, and I think some to you on some levels as well, is like failure is fascinating. Oh yeah. And, and drama and mess is fascinating and big big kind of corporate kind of failure and mess is fascinating and while this isn't necessarily failure this is a new chapter it's all born out of failure and it's born out of like you know this sort of real fascinating train wreck that they're trying to fix so if anyone would would be like you guys actually do love this stuff i don't know if it's true but i i i, I am certainly fascinated by uh what's happened it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty unprecedented and pretty nuts and it is it is it's it's uh, like a, a reverse engineering of a superhero studio from a mess to now they're trying it, it's there's just a lot to cover and it's really fascinating i sure. i agree um and and when we talk about the projects we may be less enthused but uh on, on a on a bigger level this is kind of interesting yeah it really is it's so i mean i i would even seem assume that that that, that movie fans or people who 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 maybe don't care about the stuff are still really interested and maybe in the same way that, that I am. <laughs> yeah. So just to catch up everybody up to speed here, we're going to talk about the the big announcement of this past week, which was James Gunn and Peter Safran, the co-CEOs of DC Studios, announcing the first part of their new slate of films and TV series that are con- going to comprise this rebooted DCU. Um, this is dubbed Chapter One, Gods and Monsters. And well, at least part of that, they say there's more coming, but this announcement included five films and five TV series um, that are going to spin off apparently from the upcoming Flash film and kick off this new DCU. So Rodrigo and I, we're going to talk about the projects more uh, a a little bit, but more importantly, we're going to talk really about what this means for the future of DC Studios and Warner Brothers Discovery. Because as we said, that's kind of where our interest lies. Um, we're going to you know, talk about will James Gunn and Peter Safran save DC Studios and finally start competing with Marvel? Or are these just the two guys that are going to be the latest and the growing list of executives and filmmakers who have attempted it, but uh, have come up short? Um, yeah. But before we get to the discussion of all the DC superhero stuff, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the fourth wall, defocus, the discourse, bingeworthy, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Okay, so Rodrigo, let's start at the beginning. 
Um, we've been expecting this announcement for at least a month now because James Gunn has been very, very on Twitter lately. Um, and he kind of, he just basically said by the end of this, uh, by the end of January, you're going to know some stuff. That's kind of what it, what it was. Um, he's like, you're not going to know a lot, but you're going to know some. And then we got this announcement of five TV shows and five films. So I just want you to tell me what your thoughts are about the announcement as a whole. Kind of, are you shocked, surprised, underwhelmed, confused? Uh, is this exactly what you were thinking? What what what's your media impression? Um, I don't think I'm shocked. I think I was expecting some kind of big thing. Maybe it's a little bit bigger than I expected a little bit, but because uh, I didn't know how. Yeah, I don't know ten, but I I I thought maybe like somewhere between five and seven, maybe. Um, and uh i yeah i mean <laughs> i don't know man it's, like, <laughs> it's uh i have like i can dive into places but it's like i don't i don't know i'm like i'm i'm you're okay, whelmed wow. i'm whelmed i know i'm i'm uh maybe i am whelmed i don't know it's like i i think this is like well first of all i guess so let me try and break it down to some places like do i think james gunn is good for dc yes absolutely do i like james gunn do i think he's like he understands superheroes and is talented and all that stuff and is good for all that stuff yes absolutely um i think it's a huge mistake and i'm kind of jumping around anywhere so feel free to like cut me off or steer me somewhere else but i think it's a huge mistake to be like can they be Marvel? Look, there's only one Marvel. And and I don't mean that as there's only one Marvel in terms of Marvel. I just don't think there's enough space for any kind of competitor of that size in, in culture. In, in like there's there's gonna be a dominant thing and there can't be two of them. There's always right. gonna be like there's so anybody looking at this who thinks that DC has to make the same numbers as Marvel and or uh, has to compete with them or be just as successful as them. I think that's a fool's errand. And I think you're setting yourself up for failure. And I think that's like anybody who's who thinks that like, look, we're going to get this place and we're going to knock Marvel out of the place, out of of the the competition or the marketplace or or we're going to be side by side with them. No. That's not happening. I don't care who I don't I don't care. It, and even if all the films are brilliant, it's not gonna happen. Just yeah. there's no support for it. It's just not happening. Um, and so if you're David Zaslav and you think that, or and you're thinking of anybody else in in uh, the film industry, punditry, who or whatever, that's not happening. Like, can they be successful? Yes, can they do really well and 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 uh all that stuff and and be like a like sort of a legitimate number two contender sure but they're they're never taking over marvel and um that's just not happening because they stumbled too hard for after uh 10 years or so um 2000 you know 2013 yeah. was man of steel that's right? crazy <laughs> we're actually at the 10 year mark 2013 was man of steel none of it worked gangbusters they had a lot of failures they had two steps forward two steps back they only had a very few successes um they damaged their brand and i would say um that fundamentally i don't think dc is as interesting or cool in in to 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 the globe and to culture i i i think the the most amazing superman film you're ever going to do is still only going to do like 700 800 million i don't i don't i think that character is not uh what some people think it is um i think uh there's an old-fashioned kind of aspect to dc that like yeah every your mom knows who wonder woman is your 
your uh, I just don't think it excites people in the same way and I think it's in incredibly hard to do a take that's going to revolutionize uh or or, or 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 radicalize people to be like oh my god this is revolutionary I, I don't think you can do that with Batman Wonder Woman and Superman and certainly there's been Batman's been almost been done to death so it's not going to ever happen again um and so you're working with a different kind of ceiling that I don't know if everybody understands or not and um so do I think James Gunn is really good? Yes. Do I think he's such a great choice? Yes. Do I think he's going to do a good job with all this stuff? Absolutely. I think his every, if every, I, my problem is, it's not, it's not even my problem. I, whatever happens to them is whatever happens to them. But uh, my belief, my strong belief is that their A game is still only a B in terms yeah. of box office success, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like they'll, they'll they can knock uh, it out of the park every single time. And it's not going to make, uh, it's not going to be, you know, it's still going to be a B, unfortunately. Like that's just, uh, uh, I think how it's going to be. And um, unless Marvel like starts to fall completely, it would need 10 years of Marvel to fall flat on their face. Yeah. Yeah, there's no there's yeah. no marvel waking up tomorrow and bombing like they they would have a slow death if it came to that and and i definitely don't think we're we're anywhere near that that decline no. even what people think like monetarily we're just never going to get back to the end game of infinity war levels but yeah, those box office days are gone and yeah the, the landscape has changed and yeah um, you know you and you've seen it a little bit in some of the marvel movies they still do well they're not going to do as well and right. um you know if i mean here's going to be some proof in the pudding and just wait a few months but like you got four dc films coming out this year <laughs> mark, yeah. mark words man uh i mean maybe that maybe the flash will be the outlier here the flash will and i'll i'll tell you shazam as much as i i'm rooting for that movie because that's one of the few uh dc films of the previous era that i kind of enjoyed um even though that was was still kind of a weird tone and all that, but uh, I don't think I don't think Shazam's got anybody really excited. Um, I don't think Shazam has a prayer in he in, in hell, man. Like no, watching that new trailer, the trailer itself wasn't a very good trailer because it kind of gave away stuff, but um, or it seemed like it did. But you know, just seeing that they're trying to really lean on Helen Mirren and uh, Lucy Liu as villains is is kind of silly. Um, but yeah, I think the Flash is the only one that can really um, do big, big business, and they're really hoping for it because, uh, believe it or not, Ezra Miller is uh, a, a problem, sure, but James Gunn says it's the like one of the best superhero films ever made. Um, Jesus Christ! So, I mean, got to say that, you know, I don't. I know, he, I know, he, he. Well, he doesn't have to go that hyperbolic, but you know, he's got to say it's a good movie, but. To say that it's just like he's setting a bar that's that's pretty high. But anyway, um, back to the the point here. Uh, I will say that I was kind of shocked at just the sheer number. Like you said, I was thinking maybe five projects. Um, I wasn't thinking nearly as many of the TV shows. I was thinking that they would focus on just like, you know, here are the 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 first couple films we're gonna do plus you know one or two shows. Um, so this is is shocking, and then it's also shocking for me to hear that this isn't it for chapter one. Um, that chapter one is actually going to be bigger than 10 projects. It, it sounds to me like James Gunn is, uh, and, and I'll ask you this too. I think he's being a bit overly ambitious. Um, yes. it, give, it gave yes. me, it gave me uh, PTSD from when they announced that, um, that BVS announcement when they announced like, what was it like five years of movies uh, ending with cyborg 
Um, right. And how many of those movies actually happened? <laughs> yeah, like four. Uh, not even. Uh, they announced like what ten, and I think they even talked about Nightwing, or they hinted at Nightwing. Or yeah. Like that. A Green and, Lantern film, and yeah, and and they did all like I think hinted at ten, like that was Comic Con, I think two thousand fourteen or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, fourteen or something, and uh, I think they made. They made Wonder Woman and, and Aquaman and the flash will eventually get made. But those were like, I think that's about it. Right. And, and that, like, that's, oh, and justice league part one. Right. And that flash movie was supposed to, I think first come out in like 2015 or something like that. Yeah. That was with um, what's his face. Rick Famuyiwa or whatever. Oh, well, there's dozens of differences. Well, I think that was that era was. Yeah. Um, right. there's dozens, maybe, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. Dozens of different directors and things attached over the, over the course of the time. Yeah. But I, I, I immediately when I saw all these, I was like, oh, boy, like <laughs> this is giving me flashbacks. And, uh, you know, it is a different landscape. You can announce something like that now. Um, and, it, and it surely does sound like he's got David Zaslav's full backing here, um, yeah. which is which is huge. Now, uh, it's kind of like that old Mike, Ty- Mike Tyson saying, you know, like everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. So it'll be interesting. Right. That's exactly right. It- it'll be interesting to see once one of these doesn't do as well, what happens if Zaslav kind of, you know, pulls on that leash a little tighter or, you know, if he just trusts the process, but. Or, or what happens if the first one out of the gate doesn't do well? Yeah. And, and you said it, it's Superman, right? Like, I think I think it's easy to write off Superman. This is me just as a comic book fan. But the Superman logo, the Batman logo, those are two of the most recognizable images in the world. And absolutely. And and they're like so iconic. There's those brands. Those are so, yeah, the most recognizable things ever in all superheroes. And yet, like, look what the Batman did. Look what Man of Steel did. Look at like none of those like, you know, the last time. Uh, you know, when was the last time that you know Nolan's last Batman's the last time those touched a billion? You know, yeah, yeah, and 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 really, like, you, we're not going to relitigate the Nolan trilogy, but you could argue that the Dark Knight it was just that Joker performance that really kind of put it over the top. Um, and and because you look at the Batman, the one from last year, mm-hmm. and that movie is probably the best iteration of Batman you're going to get. Um, yeah. in that specific kind of dark and gritty vein. Um, and that only did 770 million. Um, and that was, and that, you know, people are raving about it. It's, you know, a film that they were talking, maybe, you know, more awards recognition didn't really get that, but you know, it was discussed. Yeah. It it was the best possible outcome in terms of the quality of that. Yeah. Yeah. And And, it, and and, it barely, yeah, (laughs) it barely crossed 750. And then yes, we were sort of pandemic era, but not really. I mean, look at what multiverse of madness and and spider-man no way home did around the same yeah. period of time yeah. right like yeah those those book ended it more like that right yeah and that's and that's the other thing is like yeah you if if a batman movie right now the ceiling is a billion um then it's it's really tough to to kind of think superman which uh statistically hasn't done nearly as well as as batman at the movie theaters even though you could say that outside of man of steel we haven't had really a a new version of Batman in decades. Um, I guess, but look at the one that Brian Singer did that didn't really, but that was, that was such a niche thing. He was, he was trying to harken back in so many ways to, to the Donner stuff. And yeah, that was kind of a bad move. And, and, and Superman didn't punch anybody in that movie, which is unbelievable. But regardless, um, I think, I think if anybody can do it and do it right, I think John, John, John Gunn, James Gunn has surrounded himself with the right 
like hive mind of people um to to get that going and and really kind of you gotta hope that, that this is it <laughs> i just i here's my thing if this doesn't work i don't know what's gonna work <laughs> that's the other thing too well, uh, that's that's the nightmare scenario if this yeah. is a hit from the beginning like and they have to like pivot and do all this other stuff they're just so fucked <laughs> they really are they really are yeah, like, um, they're, they're already in a pretty bad position like we said failure is fascinating and that's the position that they uh have started from like they're not you know they're starting over so they're different and there's still stuff to come but i don't know does anyone have like again like you know does anyone have any faith other than the flash that of the four films coming out this year like blue beetle like i'm sorry i don't i like with no stars and no apparently connection to the dceu because they want to be able to like uh can it if they need if they need to like i and i, and I know that aquaman made the first one uh uh made a billion dollars made like one point something i don't know and one i don't know but uh i don't think they're do you know how long it's man. been since aquaman won no i mean it's like 2018 mm. and I and was, i think that was a fluke personally i well i mean i think it was just at the height of like I think when we look at the the grand scheme of the superhero genre over the decades, I think that 2018, 2019 was the peak. And uh, you, you just really couldn't miss if you did a halfway competent movie. And, right, right. and I think uh, it was a, it was a great time of year. They released in December. I, I think though, I mean, it's been five years, man. This movie has been delayed since like what, 2020, 2021, something like that. It's uh yeah. It, the Aquaman two. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they filmed this thing like in 2019 or something, didn't they? Like a long no, time. Oh no, 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 no. It was, yeah, okay. you got to remember that these films, although I don't know why, because we'll kind of forever had the same sort of thing, and they seem to pull it off really fast, even when they thought at some point. Uh, there's something about, I don't know. The last one took a long time to make and put together. Mm -hmm. The very first one, so it's the same thing over and over again. And maybe it's because of like the underwater stuff and the way they shoot it and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the same thing with Wakanda forever, but Wakanda forever somehow managed to look just as good, if not better. I thought yeah. it wasn't as like, I, I, some people might think, I, you know, Aquaman to me looks ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> it's like, a it's I've like gone on record light bright underwater. It's yeah. Like it, it's a ridiculous movie. It's a James Wan movie. So what do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I, I think even the people who like, you know, like uh, I'll name check Jessica Keang, one of our uh, writers or former writers, whatever, but she was like, yeah, it was so much fun. It's great. Does uh, fine. You know, and there's people who like seem to like it in the same way that they liked Venom which yeah. is fine, but like, okay. And then tell me in, in like five to 10 years, are you going to look back and go, that was a great film? Like, no, like that's like the, 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 the thing about the thing about like, oh yeah, it was fun on the kind of ironic level is there's no last to that. There's no lasting power to that. There's no, there's, it's just, yeah, it made a million, but it's poof and gone. And it's never, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like, it has, it's going to have zero sustain and it's never going to be looked at as anything. And, and, and once that, uh, uh, you know, uh, is, has passed, no one's going to look it back with a, like, Oh yeah, that was so much fun. You know, like yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll reduce back down to the normal, like, uh, yeah, that was kind of dumb. I kind of enjoyed it at the time, but now I can admit a few years later, like this is stupid and I don't ever need to see it again. Or if I put it on, maybe I'm not even going to sit through it, you know? Yeah. 
So you talked about failure is fascinating. So before we talk about some of the projects that were announced in particular, I want to talk about another interesting aspect of the announcement, which uh, unlike Marvel Studios, where Kevin Feige basically presents announcements like a new iPhone, where it's like a carefully planned out rollout, Gunn and Safran, they invited a bunch of reporters and took questions. Um, and this led to some interesting quotes where James Gunn pulled no punches and literally said, that previously the history of the DC super film, superhero films was quote unquote fucked up. And mm. he pointed out a number of inconsistencies with the CW shows using characters that were in movies, the movies not playing nice with each other. And then films like the Batman and Joker kind of existing in their own universe. Basically he shit over all of those decisions. And that is kind of bold for a new CEO of a company. And mm. especially when this new CEO really has no track record as an executive, um, so I want to ask you, what do you think of guns talking about the DC regimes, the previous ones like that? And then do you think he's just trying to like rally the troops or just kind of contrast his new idea with against what happened before? Um, yeah, I was listening to a podcast with with Puck and some of those people. And I think you maybe heard some of it, too. And they were like all kind of bent out of shape about him saying that and how some other people were pissed off or whatever. But, I, you know, he's not wrong. Um and I think he's just being sincere. I don't think he's trying to um, stir the pot. I don't think he's, uh, I think he's, his feelings are just uh, sincerity. Like he definitely feels that way. Should he be saying that as a, as a CEO? Um, I don't know, but he, uh, he's a filmmaker first, you know, he's not, he's not a trained uh, uh, media friendly CEO type person. That's not who he is. You know, it's like a, He's more unvarnished. He's more, uh, uh, you know, CEOs have to like generally watch what they say, you know, and they're more buttoned up and they're very diplomatic and, you know, they're fucking boring. Uh, Kevin Feige, I, you know, I don't think I'd be interested in interviewing him again. I did it once. And <laughs> really, really fucking dull. He said nothing, you know, the and that's no, it's not a, a slight against him, though. It's just that he is so buttoned up and so just like trained that it, you just can't get anything out of him. Yeah, it's a it's a really it's a really dull interview to be honest. Um, I almost hate to say that because then maybe I'll never do that again. Although I don't know, like it's yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, it's kind of unfortunate. It's like you're not getting anywhere, and it just feels like frustrating. Um, and Gunn is a good interview, and he is an interesting person, and he's sincere. So, um, I don't have much issue with what he said because I think he's right, and I think he also, um, he's got a certain vision, and he believes that. Things should be more um, like I think his criticisms of of the past regimes are fair because um, like some of that stuff is really horrible. Like the CW <laughs> shit is terrible. And, you know, I think Puck's argument was like, well, it made money for them. But I guess, you know, like I, and I also don't think it helped the brand in the way that they want it to be the Marvel brand. I think it, if anything, it just helped in, reinforce the idea of how second tier or I mean, to me, the the CW is D tier, third, fourth tier, like it was terrible. Um, and you know, there was how many flashes here? There's one on this and this and that. And you know, Gunn is trying to kill all that. You know, if I'm sure if he had his way and that there was no Matt Reeves or Joker thing, there's certainly you know by the sounds of it, he wouldn't. He you know those are those are the, the Batman and uh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but the Batman, Matt Reeves is Batman, and the and Todd Phillips is Joker exist because they're good. They already happened. 
and uh, there's no kind of taking them back. And they're already labeled as Elseworlds, which is, you know, essentially something something else. It's like an alternative alternative universe. But if they were on shaky ground, they wouldn't exist. You know, no. they would be out with everything else. And 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 to that, you know, we talked about on our last podcast how much of a reboot this is going to be. And again, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but like, you know, this is close to like this is pretty close to full reboot. It's not quite there, but it's it's pretty damn close. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too with that reboot. They're trying to just, uh, when you look at, we'll, we'll get into the full slate in a bit outside of the Henry Cavill stuff and the Ben Affleck stuff, where they basically are definitely not involved as actors. Um, you're talking about just like th- if the flash is good and people love it, maybe Ezra Miller comes back, you know, uh, the peacemaker was kind of a big deal. So peacemaker kind of comes back. So they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, which we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, but, there's a lot of like non-committal stuff about Galgo, yeah. Flash, yeah. And, and Aquaman, especially because they have films coming out. There's uh, Flash mm-hmm. is coming out and Aquaman Two is coming out, so they don't want to like. They're definitely like anyone who wants a definitive answer on on those kinds of films, or those two films in particular. You're not getting them until those films are out. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to shit on themselves and 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 say they're done before they come out. They're not. They won't even say that until like. There's no way they're going to say that until six to eight months after they come out, and and then we see what the 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 net result is. Like that's just not happening, and they're. Essentially, everybody else is in a in, is in a very big wait and see. Yeah. And, uh, but some people are like, you know, it's pretty obvious that like Shazam's not going to do anything. Shazam's toast, and Zachary Levy's certain recent. Uh, 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 I guess it's not quite confirmed if he's anti-vax or whatever, but that's not going to help. Uh, he's toast either way. Gal Gadot definitely sounds like she's out the door. They're holding it open just to, to not close that door. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, that's that's the one that makes me laugh the most because the the one we'll get we'll get to in a bit. But the one Wonder Woman esque project is a prequel, and it's it's almost like they're saying like, well, you know, if shit hits the fan, we've always got the Gal Gadot button we can press. So. Yeah, right. I think that the I think the tell will be uh, uh, the and, you know, that's I don't know. I don't know if anyone's thought to think about that, but the tell will be the flash because apparently she's supposed to have a cameo in that. Yeah. um, Not to get too far into speculation on the flash, because that's not what we're talking about. But I did see on um, on Twitter, the Funko Pops. Uh, which now you get like spoilers for these movies based on the toys. And there is a Wonder Woman flash toy, um, which would seem to signal that she's got something involved. Oh, but then, you know, the other thing is actually, now that I think about it, she may have shot whatever she's like, I think she's got a small, like more than a cameo, like a tiny, tiny, small part, but not that it matters because the flash reboots everything. Anyhow, yeah. Yeah. So well, it, it, they pick and choose what the flash reboots at the end. Um, right, right. That's, that's the, the interesting part. Anyway, uh, my thought is, is I'm, I'm, I'm relieved that James Gunn feels confident enough to say those things because that shows that he does have the full backing of of WB right now, which is great to hear. Um, and he's not wrong, man. I used to watch the CW shows back when the DC films were terrible, and that was kind of the alternative. And there was, uh, in the early seasons of Arrow, they had a Suicide Squad with all the characters. And they they just kind of disappeared when they were going to make David Ayer Suicide Squad. But it was really funny. They even hinted at like a Harley Quinn and stuff. And now they've got a Superman TV show. They've got a Flash TV show. They had a Batwoman one. Um, they've had multiple Batman-esque TV shows. And, and what Gunn was saying about that wasn't so much that the CW's crap. It's that he I think he said that they were giving the keys to the mint. 
and just like saying like, oh, cool, you want to use the Flash? Go right ahead. You know, not thinking about the ramifications of nine seasons of Barry Allen when you're trying to sell the first movie about Barry Allen. Yeah. And people are like, well, I've, I've seen it, you know, <laughs> like uh, think about this. They did Crisis on Infinite Earths on cw already yeah yeah that's nuts because yeah, now yeah. when it's like you're really just like shooting yourself in the foot that should be a special event and it should be a special thing and he's not wrong right no, like no they've already done it in in like the shittiest crappiest way that nobody cares about and you know but probably some people saw at least and i i don't know it's just yeah and and he wasn't wrong. He made a, a specific comment about Wonder Woman 1984, seemingly not caring what Wonder Woman one had to say, even though they were made by the same creative teams. Yeah, um, that was a real. That was the harshest. I think of every of everything he said. Uh, the one you know that was probably the one that is the most uh, eye opening in terms of, or the most shocking. I don't know. If shocking is the right word, but like you know, that's you kind of try and not say that stuff about another filmmaker. Yeah. but he did and. But he's not also again. He's not wrong. <laughs> no, he's not. Wonder Woman two is fuck. He's he's exactly absolutely right. It did like it's such a shit movie. You know. Right. Yeah. You can't sue him for slander, as they say. And uh, the thing uh, that I think people, me and you, talked about this offline is that the reason he wants a unified universe is the same reason why Marvel is succeeding on the level they are now. Um, you know, high tides rise all ships, right? Yeah. Marvel, because they've become this behemoth, they didn't become this behemoth because of just Iron Man. It's been this snowball effect where, you know, Captain America went from earning, what was it, like 600 million, maybe that first film to Civil War got like 1.5 billion. Mm. And the way they do that isn't that these films are just head and shoulders better. It's that they just kept getting bigger. They started having crossovers. Now they've got a stable of probably two dozen quote unquote A-list characters that they can just plug and play whenever they need a boost. We're going to have an Ant-Man movie with Kang the Conqueror in it, not because Kang the Conqueror is an Ant-Man villain, but because they're setting up an Avengers movie in two years. Like that's the type of things you can do with the unified universe, which you will then make an Ant-Man movie probably be close to a billion dollar film if it's halfway decent. Um that's, I don't know about that, bro. Well, I mean, that's, 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 but look at Doctor Strange 2. The first Doctor Strange did like 750, which is no, not bad at all. But the new one did almost a billion. That 250 yeah. million isn't because Doctor Strange suddenly became cool again. He was featured in the Avengers movies, but it's because it had Wanda coming off of WandaVision. It had all of these multiversal things. And, it, you know, there were all these extra things where people are like, oh, and it just, it all adds to it. Um, and I, I think that's what James Gunn's going for. The creative part of the the shared universe is fun, but it's also a moneymaker because you can just start plug and playing. And he's going to do it. Creature Commandos is going to bleed into, you know, a Waller or whatever. And, you know, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah, the thing is that um, Marvel's in this special place where, you know, they've earned the right to what they do. So... Um, when you do a big Doctor Strange movie, that's like a, uh, you know, it's kind of a mini Avengers. You got Wanda, you got Wong, you got uh, Chavez. It's like a, you know, they've and they've been doing this for a long time, and they've been smart. Like, look at uh, Winter Soldier. You had yeah. Black Widow in that. You had Nick Fury. Uh, Nick Fury. You had uh, uh, 
uh, Hawkeye, you have, uh, uh, or you have a uh, uh, Falcon, you have, you know, there's a lot of characters in that. It's like, it's another, you think about everybody in that. And that's like a little mini Avengers film, right? They've been doing that since the beginning, like with all, especially with their sequels, you know, you make a team, you have one character, but you build around that. And it's, be, it's, it's happened organically enough that audiences really uh, took to it and um, enjoyed it. And now they, they, totally like love it and and it just makes like yeah it makes uh, Doctor Strange 1 they're two like massively bigger than Doctor Strange 1 um but if DC does that from the beginning the audience is is going to you kind of need them to do it from the beginning because you want to create this inter interconnectivity but when you do that you run the risk of like being ever, the audience being oh this is so cynical they're trying to cross over and create a whole universe and stuff like that and so it really like what works works against you and yeah. we seen that time and time again even with like you know the universal monsters reboot thing dark with, universe yeah dark universe like people like dinged it for doing all the connectivity things that marvel did even though people want that when you do it in a way that's unearned it works against you so it's like a lot of these characters i don't know like are they big enough these dc characters that they're planning to do are they big enough to to do their own solo movies maybe um do they need connectivity absolutely but if they do it too soon and too fast and too hard the audience yeah it's a, they're a, i i i don't know man i feel like they're in a really challenged spot yeah i i always when people talk about cinematic universes i tend to bring up um the conjuring because i think that's kind of the unsung hero of the cinematic universes because what they did is they did it in a completely organic way the conjuring one was a big hit um so that spun off into or I forget if it was after Conjuring 2 or 1, but spun off into Annabelle. Annabelle was a big hit. It spun off into The Nun, you know? And all these things started happening where these films just kind of, they figured out what works and they would take the the strong supporting character and, and spin it off. Marvel did that too because they had the luxury of time. Um, it would be a completely different beast if you had, like, they announced Civil War or they announced Age of Ultron with uh, Wanda being involved. And then they said, and in two years, we're going to do WandaVision. You know, right. that that didn't happen. They let the character of Wanda Maximoff grow until... Right. It became... WandaVision became an organic thing. It's realized, yeah. oh, this is a really, uh, uh, you know, uh, a character who's grown in popularity. And now we're going to pivot to her. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, that's how they've done it. But yeah. It's 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 really tough, man, because you want to get all this interconnectivity too. But if you again, if you do it too hard, too soon, too fast, too hard, um, the audience, uh, the the very thing that that makes these things so uh, enticing to audiences is the audiences get incredibly cynical about and they don't want and they yeah. and they and they they think you're just trying to like, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, there's a lot of how many times have you read uh, a reviewer say or have you even said yourself in a review? Where it's like, you know, it just seems like they're trying to like set up a universe instead of yeah. making a movie. And yeah. and uh, so you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And I think, you know, they are trying to copy a sort of Marvel template to its an extent. And you, now they're only doing, I guess it's like two years, two films every year. Um, That's starting. what he said right. at first, which is which is ambitious in its own right, but also kind of what it's you're smart, gonna expect yeah it's, it's it's not the three or four that dc or the marvel are doing and you you want to like keep it a little bit chill and and but i don't know man they're i this the, so, the brand is damaged the the the, the yeah. characters are just not the same 
um, gods and monsters. Uh, <laughs> well, they, that's okay. Let me transition here because I want to talk about the projects a little bit. Um, yes. So the yeah, like you said, this, this is chapter one, gods and monsters. And really that's kind of, it's a bit on the nose <laughs> and cheesy in that sense where it's like on uh, you, what these series are and what these films are is on the one hand, you have the gods, which are the the Trinity characters, the diamond characters, I think is what James Gunn called them. And then you have the monsters, which are the misfits, the ones that I, I believe James Gunn really prefers. And so it's this weird uh, mix of, okay, that makes sense. And what? Well, who are these? And we'll see if it works. But the series are, are interesting because you're starting right out of the gate with the first project in this new DCU being an animated series called Creature Commandos, which is written entirely by Gunn. Then you have Amanda Waller series called Waller, which is a Peacemaker Suicide Squad spinoff with obvious James Gunn touches, including some of the actors from Peacemaker showing up. And these are the first two projects that you get from this new DCU. Um, some of the other series we're getting are Green Lantern series called Lanterns, which is now, was this the fourth revision of the Green Lantern series that's been in development for years? Um, this one they're calling Earth-based with True Detective vibes. Then you have the uh, aforementioned uh, Wonder Woman spinoff called Paradise Lost, which is a uh, prequel series that takes place before the birth of Diana Prince. They're describing that as kind of games, Game of Thrones-esque. And then finally, you have Booster Gold, which is another project that had been in development as a film um, under Greg Berlanti and then kind of fell out and then now is being re reworked as a TV show. Yeah, there's um, two Berlantis in there. The Berlanti was doing- uh, Green Lantern, Lantern too. And Booster Gold, and thank God he didn't get to do either. <laughs> Sorry to the three Greg Berlanti fans out there. I mean, um, he created the CW-verse and you've made your your uh, thoughts on CWDC very clear, so I get yeah. that. Um, so yeah, out of those five series, are there any that just kind of stick out to you and like pique your interest and are like, oh, that sounds all right? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think Booster Gold is an interesting character. Um, I've always kind of liked that character, at least in the what because he's because he's a character built out of deceit and lies, and so he needs a lot of redemption. Yeah. So the basic premise of Booster Gold is he's a a, a disgraced kind of athlete asshole guy from the future who steals some tech, travels back in time, and uses it to to become a superhero. Yeah. So, so he's, he's trying to be like, he's trying to erase his past by going to the past. Right. Um, so it's a fundamentally interesting identity thing. Like this guy is a, basically a piece of shit disgraced. And then he, he feels so horrible that he steals something, doing something again, horrible because he thinks, well, I can go to the past. No one will know who I am. And then I can use this tech and masquerade as a superhero because superheroes were first born in this in this era of, that I know through history of of of, of uh, you know so I'll go back to the golden age of superheroes and I can become one. So it's so cynical and and manipulative and and he's still kind of a a, a bad person, but he's trying. It's it's at least conceptually it's it's interesting, right. And it could also fall off the deep end into cringe and weirdness, but we'll see. Um, yeah, Paradise, other level to it as well. Paradise Lost is, I think, the one that uh, I think makes uh, makes me a little bit excited, just because I think of the Wonder Woman parts of the movies. I think the stuff on uh, on 
uh, Paradise Island or Themyscira is probably my favorite stuff. So I'm excited to see what they do there, even though I'm not exactly sure that there's enough story there to meet that kind of Game of Thrones scale that they're hinting at. Mm-hmm. Um, the Green Lantern series, I, <laughs> it's one of those, like, I'll believe it when I see it, even though he seems super amped on it. I just, you know, they've been trying, man, to make that that interesting and we'll see. And I personally could not care less about an amanda waller show or creature commandos those just reek of james gunn and i'm not the biggest james gunn guy out there so it's hard for me to get interested in something that's going to introduce rick flag senior and like have this you know peacemaker john cena maybe showing up eventually like eh, yeah i don't know it doesn't excite me as like the kickoff of the DCU. That's for sure. Yeah. I think they should have done Peacemaker too, instead of Amanda Waller. Like, I don't, I think a Waller show is not the smartest idea unless. And it's Viola Davis, which sucks, man. Like she's such a good actress. I just, yeah, the character doesn't interest me. Yeah. Although she might start a new suicide squad like team in there that could go into a, a new movie or something. Um, I think there's other in the comics. I forget some of the names, but I think there's another team that she creates that like could be something that gets started in there. And, but, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not very, I'm not a get, I, yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> like green lanterns also is like some things translate or some things are cool in comics and some things just don't translate well. And green lantern is one of those that's like, there's no when they said that it's going to be a terrestrial series and more like a bunch of true detective things and i was like yeah i understand why they're doing that because otherwise it costs 300 million to make like yeah yeah you, you cannot do green it's green lanterns is all cgi all all the time um and it's part of the reasons why they barely they've only made one movie and then they've struggled for years and years and years there's been probably dozens of versions of scripts I've written of that over the years um, by different people. I think I read a version of a, like that someone wrote over the years. I think the guy who wrote, who co-wrote Ghostbusters, uh, the, the the most recent Ghostbusters, I forget his name. He, Gil Keenan, I think he, yeah. he, he wrote a version of Green Lantern once. And I remember reading it because it leaked online and Superman makes a tiny cameo in it and it was boring and whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, on the surface green lantern is such a an epic scale thing like it should take place over galaxies and you know and and different planets and hundreds of aliens it could be like star wars in that type of scope um and then to to kind of neuter it and be like oh it's going to be true detective on earth with two guys with power rings it's like oh hmm. you know (laughs) that one's kind of hard it's a hard sell for me um but you know potentially the silly because you can create anything you want with this oh yeah magical ring so limited by your imagination but it's also the the imagination part can be really silly. It's like, I'm going to like they I'm going to, I think in the Green Lantern movie, the one that Ryan Reynolds is in, it's like, I'll make a vacuum cleaner. I can like, you, you can just do all this incredibly stupid shit that, that like, you know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah. I just, I just have this idea. Cause I, you know, the true detective thing, I think of like Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, you know, with power rings being like going to a crime scene and like making a magnifying glass or something <laughs> like, Oh God. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think we're both on the same page as far as the the series go. It's that, you know, not a strong start just because they kind of seem a little uninteresting. And then, you know, a lot of question marks with Lanterns, Paradise Lost and Booster Gold. Like, I think those three are going to come down to the creators they have. I think the part of the Green Lantern part we're talking about also speaks to what I was saying earlier is that like, 
I where I say DC is fundamentally like I don't want uncool is sort of such a glib broad way to say it, but like like Green Lantern is just like it, like in the comics is kind of neat and interesting, but like yeah. just kind of goofy and silly and it doesn't really work and. I don't know, man. Like I, I that's like a my fundamental problem with a lot of this stuff is I just don't didn't think these characters really work and I don't think they're really gonna translate. And I think a lot of it's just like this fundamental core stuff of it. And then there's just going back to like gods and monsters. Um, I frankly believe, I am the of the strong belief that uh, he, audiences are not interested in gods. We no. don't want gods, we want flawed human beings and that's what marvel has and that's what marvel has always realized is the special sauce of everything at the end of the day these are human beings look at shang chi all the magical blah 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 shit that happens in it but what's the thing that they really the grounds that thing it's this guy and his father and his family and the shit that he's had to live down the, the lies all the stuff like that's the stuff the humanity of it and gods don't have a lot of humanity no and uh, and so what DC tries to do and every filmmaker tries to do is lean into the gods and monsters side of things because it makes them different and it makes them different from, from Marvel, which I understand, but I think it's fundamentally flawed. And I think that's the problem with Superman. I think that's the problem with so many of these characters. They're all also so super powerful. There's, there's nothing that can stop them other than facing a $400 million CGI monster. <laughs> and People don't care about that, man. They don't. Um, I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, no. So we'll get to that with the movies. I, I was about to say. So let's 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 just go to the film side of things because the they're leading the films off in 2025 in July 2025 with Superman Legacy, which is something that was already announced because James Gunn's writing it, possibly directing, and that is kind of I think we said this God a year ago when we first started talking about DC drama, we talked about how at the time we said, you really need to build this universe around Henry Cavill. Um, and if you're going to do it, Superman should be kind of the anchor. Right. And so they're, they're doing it with Superman as the anchor, obviously not with Cavill, but that's the the first one. And like you said, you know, it's a hard sell on a Superman movie in 2025. Um, people are, people like Superman, but do they really? Um, and also, you know, what story do you tell? And we'll have to see. Um, also, they always talk about like, let's lean into like Superman is hope. Superman is America. Let's get that back on track. I'm telling you, I don't think anyone's fucking interested in that. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tough sell for sure. Um, then after Superman, you have the authority, which to me is the most shocking of the films. Cause um, this is a movie that takes characters that are on the power level of like a justice league, but putting them as guys who kind of fight in the gray areas who aren't, it's a not always good versus evil and they do whatever it takes to win. It's a, um, interestingly enough, one of the, this is really nerdy. I'm sorry, Rodrigo. One of the best issues of modern Superman is a comic book where Superman fights a version of the authority. It's kind of like a knockoff of the authority. And the whole point of it was to show like how the authority is just kind of this gross, like hyper violent, uh, extrapolation of like modern era, like nihilism and like Superman's kind of the hope, like you said, um, so to have these already kind of got that in, in the, in the boys, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. The authority is basically, uh, a somewhat nicer version of the evil guys and the seven in the boys. Um, that's, that's a very good, uh, shout there. So, um, so that's an interesting thing to have, like on the heels of Superman, maybe a year later. Um, then you have 
Uh, doesn't it kind of need to be R-rated to be made properly? The comics sure were. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and what's what's exciting I, about The Authority, I actually like The Authority quite a bit. Um, we've seen how R-rated DC movies have done. Yeah. Well, they can do this PG-13. It would be a hard PG-13. It's definitely not for kids. One of the most interesting parts is The Authority was created in this company called Wildstorm, and they created it kind of as an analog of the Justice League in a world where if the Justice League decided, like, we're going to do whatever it takes to, to save the world. And they have characters that are based on Batman, characters that are based on Superman. And funny enough, the two characters who are based on Batman and Superman actually are uh, in love and are partners. Um, so <laughs> it would be very interesting to see how much they lean into that in the movies. Um, regardless, next you have, speaking of Batman, Brave and the Bold, which is the new Batman and Robin team-up film with Damian Wayne Robin, if you're keeping score at home. Um, then there's Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, which definitely doesn't sound like it involves the Supergirl from The Flash. Um, and then finally, Swamp Thing, which we just found out is a horror movie with James Mangold on board to write and direct. Um, before, before I throw it to you, personally, the Swamp Thing with James Mangold sounds awesome, so I'm here for it. But what are what are those projects? What of those projects kind of stand out to you? Uh, Swamp Thing stands out in that I don't think that anybody's going to care. <laughs> I think it's, it's I'll be cool. there gladly opening day. So you will, and every other comic book, hardcore comic book fan will be, but like a horror superhero film that has to do what horror films do, but then also has to do what superhero films does. It's a super niche character. It's more like a supernatural. It's kind of more like universal monsters. Kind oh, of for thing. sure. Yeah. See has done very poorly and there's no appetite for, and they've tried to redo the super, the universal monster so many times. And they're always trying to, to, to get all those things off the ground with a different version of the Wolfman every few years, a few, every version of Dracula every few years, none of it ever takes off because it's kind of like what a little bit of DC is. It's a little bit antiquated and old and people just don't find it that interesting anymore. And it's, I don't know, man. I like, small <laughs> it's like No, you know, there'll they'll be a hardcore you and a bunch of other hardcore Nerds, fans yeah. that'll be like, wow, awesome. I waited to see this, but uh, it's, it's my children who are the kind of people who need to be at the box office to make these things hits do they want to go see that this character barely speaks right like he's just like monosyllabic it's, it's like, a super it's a super psychological body horror thing like right. it's not well, just that like sounds like one billion to me man like <laughs> like wow yeah uh, it should probably be r-rated and it won't be and it's like no and like that that just just reeks of disaster that reeks of um you know, and I think Gunn is is has good ideas in terms of like, yes, it's part of his ambition and stuff like that. And it is a kind of iconic um uh DC character, but the reality is uh, a lot of I just his you want to know his choices are interesting, good choices because yeah. they're interesting all characters. But do I think that audience is trained with um uh, the 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 paradigms and the 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 archetypes of of superhero narratives are they going to go for any of this stuff or stuff like that i don't think so um i and the problem is again it's like if you do something more traditional then you're called out for being eh, it's too much like marvel and it's not that original and if you go too far out 
people don't care. Like you're really, it's, it's a really tough, challenging, damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Um, yeah. People want a, 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 another Batman, like a guy <laughs> differentiate. This one is that it's like, we know Ben Affleck's not involved and he's not going to, and you have Robin, which we haven't seen on screen for a long time. And we haven't seen, we've never seen Damian Wayne. We've never seen Damien. Well, whatever to audiences, it's all Robin, right? It's not, it's not. Any it's different. not though. That's the, that's the crazy thing about the Damien Wayne one is that this is a Robin who is trained by assassins and murders yeah, the know, shit I out know. of people. Yeah. Yeah. But they can't, they can't do that. And, and it has to be rated. And so they can't yeah. they have to temper that. And yes, it'll be different. And, but Here, uh, here's what I'll say about Swamp Thing. Uh, did you, do you remember the fact that they did a Swamp Thing TV show just a few years ago? Yeah, it barely came out and it was it was on the DC Universe streaming service. And when that folded into HBO Max, it just didn't get picked up again because nobody watched it, Right, right. (laughs) even though people said it was great, you know, and and yeah, people just didn't care. Um, So I agree that it's soccer. Yeah, it's a niche thing. It really is. It Even really James, is, man. Like James Mangold did Logan, which is which is about as good of a, a Wolverine movie as you'll ever get. And you know, it's I don't know. We'll see. Um, do I think? Look, look. Do I think James Mangold could make a really cool Swamp Thing movie that's like supernatural, horrific, scary, all this stuff? Yeah, I think as a movie it would be great. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm not concerned about its quality. Do I think audiences will show up or care for that? No. That's- Totally different that thing. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think so. Yeah. And to get to Batman, what's what I laughed about to myself when I saw that it was Brave and the Bold and it was Batman with a, his son as Robin. I think like, wow, that would have been a great movie for Ben Affleck to star in. Mm. <laughs> right? Like you're gonna you can't hire a 25-year-old Batman to do this. You can't hire even a really a 35-year-old Batman. This has got to be an older Batman because this Robin ideally. If you want to stick to the comics, he's like 12 or 13. I don't know if you have a hit girl-esque sort of 13-year-old murdering people or beating people up. So I wonder if they they don't raise him up to like 16, 17, 18, which, you know, then changes the age of Batman. It's it's a weird one to me. Um, I think that what you're going to get with this is they're going to really go to differentiate this from uh, the Batman by having this very superhero-y. Um, you know, you might like to do that properly. You kind of need to do it R. You need the authority to do R. You need Swamp Thing to kind of be R. And if they're smart, they're going to learn that they've had basically two R bombs in a row. One of them being a James Gunn film, which is yeah. which was also exactly what I think is going to happen here. It's a very good movie. I really like the Suicide Squad. I think it's is it is it yeah it's the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I can't remember if it was Suicide Squad or no, the, it's the it's the Suicide Squad, and it's very good, and it didn't do any money, and nobody nope. cared. No, except for comic book fans, and it did dismal money. Actually, it performed incredibly poorly, and it's a and it's DC's best movie, which is frightening. That DC's best movie did that poor. I mean, yes, I know there was Omicron, and I know there was all this other stuff, and it, uh, you know, it was on HBO Max at the same time, I guess, and there was a lot of factors and yada yada yada. But I don't know, man. That yeah, it, it was it was a rough one. Um, the thing with uh with this whole announcement is especially with the James Mangold thing, when that was uh, announced is it, sh- it sort of feels like James Gunn said, if y- you know, I've got the keys to the kingdom, I can pick any stories to tell. These are my favorite stories, the authority, Supergirl woman of tomorrow, brave and bold and swamp thing. Yeah. And I'm going to attach quality 
filmmakers to it and it's kind of that whole if if they build it or you know if we build it they will come and i don't know if we're there i don't know if you can just say like this is a really good swamp thing movie you should see it if people will care um i don't think that being good is good enough anymore well it it's you know if you build it they will come that worked for marvel but we're in a different era and a different time and again what works for one of them doesn't necessarily work for the other so the authority and uh, uh, I will people I mean comic book fans are super excited but like as I always try and say it's like <laughs> especially for DC like look how much they show up to these DC films like not a lot like look what happened to Black Adam look what happened to Suicide Squad look what happened to Harley Quinn like these things are not performing well uh you know even even the first exam I guess they uh, people are like, oh, profitable didn't cost that much but it did it didn't even do what like 350 million or something worldwide yeah. like the superhero films don't have to make three times that twice that you know like i don't know man I anything just... under 750 is a is a is a rough go for for a superhero film um the authority though i i know you're not a nerd but you know some of the characters i i talked about how there's a batman and a superman who are dating then past that you have a guy who literally speaks to cities um, then you have a Doctor Strange-esque person called the Doctor who um, kind of gets high and communicates with the dead and stuff. And then you have a woman who's born every hundred years and reincarnated. You know, it's like, it's weird. Um, so it's not even like an easy sell, like a, you're going to have all these like superhero-y people on t-shirts and stuff. Like, it's a weird one. Um, and again, you talk about gods and monsters. I think James Gunn's being forced to do the gods and really cares about the monsters and that's that's, that's also probably fair yeah and that's going to be really interesting to see how it how it all kind of fleshes out because then also he's not just talking about making these kind of standalone films he's hinted already that things that happen in superman will bleed over to the authority which will bleed into you know swamp thing perhaps and how do these like how do these mate like how do that how does that work in marvel they had um to speak to what Gunn did, they had those Guardians of the Galaxy movies. They did two full movies before they even thought about bringing the Guardians to Earth. Yeah, that's and, that's always been that's always been uh, Marvel's uh, like sort of like ace in the hole is that they've been able to go to really be patient and take their time to do this right. Whereas like what did what did DC do? They did Batman versus Superman and also introduced Wonder Woman in it and, and kill and, Superman. And, yeah, and kill Superman. It's like they just too fast, too hard too soon like and that's what he's going to run into if he's going to try all this stuff you know what i mean like you're exactly right about that two guardians films before they even touched anything to do with anybody else they were patient because they could be you know and ever nobody learns from that mistake or nobody learns from that lesson and they're going to just like try and do connectivity too soon and it's going to backfire and you need to do a few standalone things on their own and to be good and then grow it. And, you know, Marvel did that, right? They did at least one film of every character before they did the Avengers. And they did what? Two Iron Man films before. Um, did they do anything Wizard? else? Well, okay. The Incredible Hulk, but yeah. Was there, was there two of anything before they did Avengers or was it just, it just it Iron Man, just, just Iron Man. Right. But still that was something. Right. Yeah, they did two Iron Mans, they did a Hulk, and then they did Captain Marvel, or I'm sorry, Captain America and, and Thor. Um, did, I mean, that's five movies before they went to the Avengers. Um right. yeah, and it, my 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 thing here is uh on paper, all of these are really interesting, really cool. 
that's cool. Superman, Batman, and Supergirl probably can be big hits if they're done well. The Authority, uh, Swamp Thing, those are tougher sells. And if you then try to jazz it up by having a Superman from just a year ago show up in The Authority, then suddenly it's like, yeah, like it just doesn't really make sense. It would be like, you know, Captain America showing up in the first Guardians movie. You're like, why are we doing this? Um, so they can be elegantly done too. But again, it's, yeah, I just, I think it is um, too much too soon, possibly. So we'll see. But then again, you're James Gunn and you're Peter Safran. You don't have the uh, the benefit of patience or, or you know, take, yeah, you just don't have that because you've got David Zasloff, who has proven to be kind of shrewd when it comes to, to cutting things um, to save a buck. Uh, even though everybody who loves him says he's super creator friendly, you know, <laughs> these guys got to do a lot in a little bit of time. So, yeah, I'm not envious of their position. I, uh, I wish them the best of luck. I think, uh, I, again, I think James Gunn is great. I really like his stuff. Um, I, I think his, his, uh, I mean, he's, you know, he's done, he, we, like you said, like he, he's into the monsters. He's like, he loves misfits, misfits and outsiders. And to me, so far, far, he's kind of successfully done that. He's turned the Guardians, which was not a name brand at all, um, in 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 Marvel, and pretty obscure, and then turned them into a great great big hit because he leaned into their misfit outsiderness. And then he did the same thing with the Suicide Squad, which again I think Suicide Squad is great. I don't really like Peacemaker, but it's the same kind of like he's always leaning into the like the weirdos and the freaks and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, the only ones that he's done that has been super successful is Guardians um so and don't we remember when back in what was it 2018 2019 when he was fired from guardians 3 and was being wooed by wb they offered him superman remember they did, and, yeah. and he yeah. said no i don't have interest in that give me suicide squad um that's, that's right and that says a lot you know because now this is the guy who's shepherding everything including writing the new Superman movie, and which probably, and probably directing it, I think that's probably ultimately what. That's a do. lot of man. I don't know. I I would yeah, I would and, be and, very... and, and and you know why he's doing that because like you're right, he passed on it, and that tells you a lot. But now the reason he's doing it is because Zaslav wants the universe built around Superman. Yeah, he thinks he thinks that Superman is the turnkey for all of it, so that's why they're going out with Superman first. And it's funny because so then, but none of this happens till 2025, and then in 2000. 2024 you have a year where there's going to be one dc film and it's the joker sequel and it's not till the fall yeah so it's going to be this four films of, of 2023 that Nothing. are that that is uh that are probably all going to be somewhat you know other than the flash probably I, i'm predicting they're probably all going to kind of be flops and not only that it's like let's speak about the reboot part of it it's like how much are they rebooting well we know this look nothing there's nothing in these new announcements in this new slate there was no shazam 3 announced there was no wonder woman 3 announced there was no aquaman 3 there was no there was nothing of, of the current generation so basically they made this plan that goes out for what two four six eight years maybe 10 years right and there's well they these that they've announced are like maybe through 2027 possibly so they say that's the other part of it it's like so they've announced 10 things would you like to make a bet with me if we see all those 10 things in the time <laughs> period like they said two per year right two like, well, two films in like two or three uh series 
but it's 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 two films every two every every year right right and then the series will come they didn't say exactly when right i mean we're getting two series before superman oh so those will be those that will fill up to 2024 yeah. maybe maybe uh that's the other thing it's like none of this stuff is like written no one's attached there's no directors yes there's some of the stuff in the works he's talked about some of these people like drew goddard and jeremy slater from moon knight who are helping and stuff like christina hodson right but how much is this stuff gonna is this actually gonna like you know is it gonna appear when it's supposed to i'm pretty skeptical that they'll they'll make that yeah yeah um i you know and they've said that too um one of the things again they did a q a has two films to finish before (laughs) he's gonna do indie indie movie is indie five which he's probably still finishing now and then he's got to do a whole bob dylan biopic with timothy chalamet which he's doing before it and then comes swamp thing so you know maybe 2029 is the reality of that he said uh they said because they did the whole like i said q a they were said they were asked like you know what happens if these things come out of order is this the order you want blah 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 and they said there's some tentpole things that need to be in line because they are going to be part of the larger story but there are other things that kind of like plug and play like you can mix it around and, and see yeah they hinted out there's more stuff to come that they could announce right didn't he say yeah. something that there was like one project that we are ready that has like a director attached yeah something like that but they said like it gave too much away if we if we said what uh-huh. it is, yeah like so and they've said that chapter one still most of it's or some of it's still to come because i think it's building towards a an infinity war type story um yeah. or or an avengers team up maybe not infinity war but uh so so that yeah i assume justice league is going to be announced at some point um but it just to, to wrap up here like yeah. you were saying there's you know a lot of this is still kind of uh vague is a lot of it's still opaque we don't know outside of james mangold only because you have to admit it's really only because he kind of leaked it himself that he was going to be doing swamp thing because he posted a swamp thing image like hours after this was announced um yeah. Although that was probably all planned. Well, I mean, sure. Yeah. But it's just weird that that's the one they announced. Um, they There's still a lot of questions. We don't know any of the creative teams. We know who's working in his circle and we just don't know like what they're working on. He's hinted that some directors are attached already. Some writers are already finishing up scripts and all that. But we just, we really don't know a whole lot. It's 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 weird. It's the most detailed announcement with vague details. Um, yeah, but that's kind of typical. Marvel does yeah. the same thing too. They announce that they don't have all these directors and all this stuff. But the other thing is, it's like, you know, all it takes is one going down one road of a script for six months and then, you know, realizing, oh, this is, mm, I don't know if this works. And James Gunn being like, we're not going to make scripts if the third act sucks. And it's like, uh, well, then your plan is going to fall apart because it's yeah. like, <laughs> like the Mike Tyson, there's a plan and then you get punched in the face, which, is happen- which happens in development. Happens yeah. all the time. Like, yeah. and, and the only people who seem to sort of get away with not doing that is Marvel, but they'll still push things. They canceled the whole Inhumans film. They killed a killed a whole uh, a Runaways project. They've delayed yeah. things before. Like, you know, they're they're flexible and smart enough to know that when things. Um, look how long Blade's been. You know, Blade got pushed like way. Off. Oh my God! They they sacked the whole thing and started from scratch. Yeah, yeah, and which is smart, you know. Yeah. Uh, but is DC going to have the luxury to be able to do that with this plan and everything? And if it's, if the plan starts going, you know, there's going to definitely be some understanding that like, you know, development is development and not things like, and also sometimes you just don't crack a script, right? It just doesn't work in the way that you yeah. thought it was going to work, but 
how much leeway is going to be if the plan starts really falling apart and then it's like you know it's like oh we're off of our thing by two years or three years or whatever and it's like i don't know it's very complicated and i i i really honestly wish them the best um i like again i like james i like a lot of the stuff in theory but i i don't know man and you're you're training there's an audience who just is like look man marvel's good i like marvel they work for me I don't know if I have need more in my life or, or, or I, or I have bandwidth for more. And also I just saw the statistic that said the average movie goer only goes to movies two or three times a year. Yeah. And that includes the superhero films that they go see. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're only going to see two or three movies a year and maybe three of those movies are Marvel. Are you going to, are you going to sacrifice one of those for some DC thing after like all this stuff's been untested and, 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 and failed and all this stuff, like, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's a big ask because we've said this before, and it's it's one of those things where there is a general consensus among moviegoers, right or wrong, that DC stuff is subpar, um, and that's just that is a stigma that James Gunn has to work against and figure out. Um, I do think that the reason, and this maybe is you know Tin Hat Charles here. Um, but I think part of the reason why they have not said definitively about Shazam, Aquaman or Wonder Woman is because they want to have that sort of, you know, emergency button that if these first couple films don't hit, that they can go and bring Gal Gadot back triumphantly with a new Wonder Woman. Yeah, of um, course. And why would, why would you like, it doesn't have to be tin. It just makes common sense. You're you, you have four films coming out. Of course, you're not going to say anything about them. Right. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to step on them and crush people's enthusiasm for them before they come out. So that's just common sense. There's no need to have a tinfoil theory about that. It's just very simple. There are four films coming out. You would never want to like kill those films in, in before they came out. So that's just simple. And Gal Gadot is, is ter tertiary to all those characters because they're from the same universe. So that's why she falls into that. And it's very simple. It's just like we, we're, we're going to wait and see, but wait and see with also the knowledge already that a slate has been announced that goes to 2000, 2027 or I probably more realistically 2028 or 2029 that doesn't include any of those people. Yeah. And the stuff that's hinted at that's going to be included um, that James is saying there's more, it's already hinted at that doesn't include any of them either. So no. that, that just common sense tells you that, look, they're probably all going out to pasture. But, yeah, we don't have to say anything if we don't want to right now because, like, let's have them in our back pocket if we want. So it's that's, it's really that simple. It, and I know it's not brain surgery. There's, there needs to be no um, – uh, uh, conspiracy or 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 trying to figure it out. They've laid out the plan already, and they're not included. So that's it. It, it speaks for itself. Yeah. Right. And it does. And, and and so again, like it speaks for themselves. But yeah, they don't have to say it either way. And you know what? If they're smart, they just won't. They like you know they can just like just keep it in their back pocket, and you know they you can kill any kind of like contracts now for whatever or just say to gal like look we're not gonna we're not gonna do anything right now but we're not definitively saying we don't want you back maybe we'll have you back at some point maybe we won't we're not sure let's just keep in contact right and then she'll go out and do her own things and people will ask her and she'll say like you know i haven't heard from them actually but you know i'm still hopeful and blah 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 or or you know me and james gunn actually crossed paths and we talked and we were like it was hopeful but you know there'll be nothing definitive and there'll be lots of that you know yeah and uh, it's just a cavil for years, right? Oh, poor cavil. Poor there was cavil. nothing definitive until there was, but for years it wasn't, right? Yeah. I love I my favorite answer the whole press conference was cavil was never fired, 
he was just never hired. <laughs> and you're like, ouch. Yeah. But you still paraded him out there. I know Gunn didn't, but oh, yeah, he didn't. poor guy. I mean, he he was a, certainly a circumstance of, of different management and all this yeah. stuff. Right? But anyway. Uh- all right, Rodrigo. I think we can we can put a pin in this until next time when we you know have more drama to discuss in six months or so. Um, but I really hope not. Like, <laughs> I really am kind of done. Like, just it is fascinating. But I'm, I'm about, you know this has been almost an hour, an hour twenty minutes now, and I'm like just like I'm so fatigued. I'm just like, my God, like this. I, I don't know. I, I wish them well, but I I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I hope for the best for them, just for them. Yeah. Like, I, but um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where you're, you just want to be like, you know, God bless, you know, do your best. Yeah. Uh, we're we're rooting for you, James Gunn, but uh, you know, we're not we're not expecting you to uh, to hit a home run every time. Well, so. that's the, the problem is even like again, it, to, to, to my <laughs> original point, they can hit a home run every single time, and I'm not convinced that it's gonna be enough. Change be enough for the what what they want you know every again they everyone wants them expects them hopes for them to be marvel and i don't think there's the bandwidth and cultural space for two of two juggernauts of that size i just don't don't see it any of any of it like that's why star wars is not any that there's there's there can only be one kind of behemoth and uh there'll be occasional an avatar who comes in every you know probably four years or whatever two years or whatever which is fine but this is there's not the marketplace doesn't it, the movie industry already uh, we're looking at it is on a big downturn and the marketplace is just not going to sustain itself for anything of the size of marvel <laughs> i just love how we're ending on such a terrible downer of a note like <laughs> sorry but that's, that's <laughs> james gunn make the best movies you can but i'm sorry but it's just not worth it it's not gonna work out for you <laughs> um but yeah we do i think i think i can speak for you and just say we we talk about dc we talk about the failure because it's fascinating but also we are movie fans who just want good movies and yeah. if superman legacy is the best movie of 2025 that would be nothing but the the i would be nothing but joyous and celebrating that Hey, but, like I said earlier, I really do like James Gunn, and I think he everything. And you're you're not even a big fan, but like no. I, I I like everything that he does in this space, and and you know it's not it's not tar, it's not it's not like the movies <laughs> that I love particularly, but for this genre and for this stuff, I think it's it's I think it's really good and I'm really enjoyable, and and so uh, the best I can hope for is them to 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 knock out those quality kinds of films again suicide squad is the the suicide squad is my favorite dc film i think it's easily their best um and uh hopefully he can at least do something like that with the first superman film and go from there yeah let's do todd field for booster gold i was just looking at the list trying to think where he could where he had fit in (laughs) um could you imagine (laughs) yeah all right man uh thanks for talking with me we'll uh we'll uh, yeah like you said hopefully we don't talk about it again soon but uh yeah those are our thoughts we we vomited it all out Uh, All right. Thank you, Rodrigo. All right. Bye. Bye.